from the block to the boardroom. We back, baby. Been so long. Danger. We've been gone. Danger. Get on the floor. <laughs> Man, we back, baby. <laughs> I don't even remember how you work with this equipment. Man, uh, it feels good to be feels back, great, man. Bro. Feels great, man. It feels great, man. Feels welcome, great. welcome, welcome back to all our listeners that's yes. been waiting. We apologize that we took such a long break. Jay, I miss you, man. Miss miss you guys, the listeners. Miss recording, um, especially with all that's taking place over over COVID, the pandemic, quarantine. You know, I feel like things would happen in the media. I'm like, man, I wish we were. Talking about still it, still talking about it, but talking about it over this platform on a weekly basis. Oh, absolutely, deliver, delivering man. it. But um, listen, man, it was. It, I think it was just a time that uh, I think not only even us as hosts, I think just people in general needed to um, take the proper precautions, spend time with their families, with their loved ones, make sure that the people they care about are are good, make sure their selves are good. You know, whether their own mental wellness, their own physical wellness, and um, yeah, it's. End of September, but we are back here, and we're going to finish this year, 2020, off right. No, absolutely. And I think also it was a lot has started happening with the protest. And I know especially for me, when the first couple of protests that happened right after George Floyd's death, I felt sick to my stomach just because I felt like I wasn't doing anything. Like, I felt like I needed to be out there and active and, and do stuff, right? Right. Uh, and that took some planning on how you want to get out there because you also you want to protest, you want to raise your voice, you know. But you want to make sure it's effective, also. Yeah, yep. effective, you know. And then sometimes, like, you want to also make sure that the people you bring out to your protest with you is safe, right? You know, it's, it's sometimes you know, and there's people who loot, burn down stuff, and you know, the people who's doing it out of frustration that's their personal thing, right? And I think for me, I had to make sure. Everybody I brought with me was also going to get home safely. Like, there's a difference between organizing a protest and just joining one. Just following, yep, yep. Right. Um, so I think that took away a lot. And then once you have that, like, you just keep going with it, right? Like, yeah. you just get caught up in a moment. And I mean, and Jay, shout out to you, you know, with, with your nurses association, other civic associations you're a part of. You know, you had numerous ones throughout the summer that were dope. Um, Thank you. Our boy James that, Johnson that we had on our episode two. Yeah, he had some great ones um, in my area, Southeast Queens. Queens yeah, which I saw you part of, You know, good job. Um, some, some good, some good, some good movement taking place. Um, also, and also just and and just to be honest, we we also needed to fix our audio. That and, yeah, and, yeah, and it just it just got to the back burner of we just didn't like things the quali- of importance. Yeah. We right? didn't like, like the quality of it anymore. We didn't want to we didn't want to record and put a product out there if we felt like it didn't. To justice, live up to a certain reflect. level of quality yeah absolutely was, yeah. you know because we like playing music on the podcast right like we like intro music we like previewing music we and you can't do that if your microphone or someone's right, your mi- someone's mic right. would be high another person's mic would be low you guys remember we joked about that for a few episodes, episodes. but absolutely even outside of the jokes it, it was a real, a real technical thing. issue that we, we was battling i would speak to people and be like hey, what do you think about the pod and like man i love the content i love the um versatility of it but Audio sound a little funky at times. Yes. You know, that, that was a common thing. And like when we say to you guys that we're looking for um feedback, like we're really trying to implement. We're not just taking Absolutely. feedback just to hear it and you know, like we really are trying to pivot off of that feedback. Absolutely. It's reflective of what the audience wants. Absolutely. Reflective of the community, right? Like directly from the block all the way to the ballrooms. You know, and I think when you think about that audio being a problem and us not wanting to record with that audio and taking time to fix it. It just fell off a priority list considered when we had to protest, we had to 
speak up for our people and be in the streets. We work had to still work. Family. Right? Like, yeah. as people start getting back to a normal life. Like, it just, it fell off the priority list. But I did miss you all. Absolutely. I miss my Same brother here. Trev. I miss Same all here, of the listeners. I know a bunch of people kept saying, when are y'all coming back? Like, we need this. We want to hear this. And I think I also start realizing that, like, this podcast, like, The Daily, that talks about current issues and things like that. New York Times. There's a lot of podcasts that are by great black providers, um, podcasters, right? Creators that really, like, they focus on certain issues or topics. Like, they have podcasts for an example, for one topic. And I think people just missed us doing like the weekly breakdown of things that was going on, um, educating them on different things. So definitely missed y'all all. We're happy to be back, man. Absolutely. And and even us too, just even learning how much listeners we really even had out there. Yeah. Remember when we were um we were at Lou's birthday link up and Khalil was telling us how he tunes in every like episode, that. how much he loves, you know, like it's crazy. There's it's a dope. lot of people out there that, that listen to us that that we didn't even realize, you know? Absolutely. And, and we appreciate that. I, and, and we're trying to push that even further, guys. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Absolutely. Tune please, in. please, please. Also, you know, if y'all think there's people that we should have on the podcast, let us know, right? Like, we got the mics right. We got extra mics. So let us know. Let's get people on. We could talk, debate, have fun, laugh, joke, whatever it is. Definitely hit us up. Um, block to the ballroom at gmail.com. You can hit us on the Instagram, block to the ballroom. Twitter page soon to come as well. So definitely let us know. We like keeping our ear to the streets and knowing what's going on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you touched on it good, brother, but um, you know, let me just formally ask you as we always do, um, mental health check in. It's uh, been a while. I know we've had conversations on the phone. We've seen each other here and there throughout the quarantine. But um, you know, just for our, for our listeners, um, you know, wh- wh- where you at with it right now. So for me, mental health honestly, I'm in a great mood bro I'm really in a great mood and I say that off of recently I was meaning last week like I was telling people like I was feeling physically um physically mentally physically spiritually and emotionally drained right like that's just how I was feeling with things that's going on at work um you know in the community feeling like I'm not making enough progress or everything we're doing is it dying down and it's really going to have no effect and then um, I got great news Friday night, bro. I got great news. Uh, my brother came home after doing nine years and like nine months wow, in the federal penitentiary. So welcome back. You know, he surprised me, came home. So shout out to you, KJ. Uh, love you. Glad that, that you're back. Happy to wow. have you home. You know, it's crazy. I don't even know KJ personally, but I remember when we was in Jamaica, when I took you to Jamaica <laughs> for your first time. And we was in we was in the grill with um your boy Nesta yeah who got deported and he was asking you about KJ, KJ. I remember yeah. wow okay. and that was years ago too yeah. wow yeah. KJ welcome home, welcome, welcome home that's welcome home so up. yeah definitely man yo, that's what's up welcome home. so that that just put things into perspective for me right like because my brother just came home and my brother used to love fighting love like always fighting. Um, we talking boxing or, or getting no, it No, like really in the streets getting oh, it rocking. Oh, got you, got you, okay. Right? And he was like, yo, I got home early because the nine plus years I was in there, I didn't get into one fight. Wow. So that, that's, that like, speaks to the mental growth. Right? Yeah. He was just like, you know, like not one fight. So I was just like, yo, that's that's amazing. Because right? you, you knew um, who he was. You knew what his character was like prior. Absolutely. So ha- I think, so having that just, it just put in my mindset of, I think I'm not making progress, right? But I'm out here doing some work. And there's people that's behind bars, right? Like mm-hmm. people who are 
justly behind bars and people who are in unjustly behind bars, right? Not doing nothing. It also put in my mind, my cousin had came home a couple years back. And when I went to see him, like I went to see him, gave him money, brought a phone, like, yo, what you need? He's like, I need a job. What kind of job? He's like, I'll do anything because I just finished working for 15 cents an hour. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I couldn't fathom it. Right. And I was just like, oh, damn, people should be happy to have jobs. But then it also, now that I'm reflecting on it, I'm like, we also need to correct some injustices. So shout it's out, shout out them do. brothers fighting those fires, um, those wildfires out in California. Absolutely. For a similar uh, per hour rate. And they can't even become firefighters when they come home yeah. with all that experience which is crazy. they get. Yeah, right. Like, which is crazy. You can do the work. Right. But you can't get paid to do the work, mm-hmm. which Officially. is just crazy. Right. Yo, Jay, you, I, I, I really like the fact that you touched on that. Um, because it kind of always, it speaks to the idea of, of one that it could always be worse. Yes. But also taking the good with the bad. Mm-hmm. And I know in a year like 2020, sometimes it's hard to see that. Um, and there there was a really good, um, there's this podcast with uh, Stephen A, not Stephen A, Stephen Jackson, sorry, Stephen okay. Jackson and uh, Matt Barnes, all the Smoke podcasts. And most recent episode, they had Allen Iverson on there. My guy. And that's my guy too. And uh, AI, the answer was you talking, and he mentioned um, they're talking about 2020. You talking about a lot of people talking about, man, I just can't wait for 2020 to be over. You know, you go on the memes, you go on IG. Oh yeah, I said, can't wait for 2020 to be over. And and he he said a couple things that really resonated with me. He said one, how you know you even gonna make it to 2021? Pretty much. Like as crazy as this year was, you talking about you can't wait for this year to be over. Like you like you like you certain mm-hmm. that there's another year guaranteed for you ahead. And then he was like, you know, second of all, he just saw, but he's like, you know, his, uh, I think he had a nephew that was born. Like, we have relatives who had births and stuff like that. Like, even despite it all, even though we might have lost a lot of people, a lot of people came into this world in 2020 also. Absolutely. You know, and things had, so it's, I think sometimes, man, the, the, the seesaw can get a little off balance. And I think it, um, the, the constant barrage of bad news did get to a lot of us, but... Man, even despite it all, I think sometimes you got to remember, it, it could be worse. Our, our next days are not promised. And even, you know, a, a rose grows through the concrete. Even when it's bad, there's still some good. Absolutely. And even bro. as you mentioned, you know, some people might be stressing about work from home, this, that. When we got Absolutely. people out here just trying to find a legal job and stay and stay on the right side of the law. So and, and I perspective think, is everything. You know, perspective is everything. I think 2020 was everything we needed excuse me Bless sorry you, about that but i really think it was everything we needed right mm-hmm. like it it really the country had to come to a stop it had to come to a halt for people to see things like injustices and police brutality mm-hmm. right and the crazy thing is we was just asking for the correction of those injustices and police brutality and because the system is the system and it couldn't give us that it made us look at injustices everywhere Right, like we got people now working on it in lower edu- lower education, upper education, and higher education. Right, like we got people working on it in healthcare now. Right, in law, everything. Like we're looking at it everywhere now. Right. So it's one of those like as bad as twenty twenty is, it may very well become the foundation of what changes this country and talks about the and propels us into the next chapter as a country. I think we move into some revolutionary times, and it's needed. You know. Yeah. Um, kind of like what we had in the '60s. You, and that's that's never gonna come. It's, it's like anything, right? It's like books we've read about self help, self growth. Mm-hmm. Like you're not gonna grow, you're not gonna, you know, 
get to this learning process with yourself where you're going to have this amazing pivot comfortably. It's not going to be comfortable. You know, we both greet God, same chapter, same frat. You know, that's that wasn't an easy process. You all. wasn't going to learn those things that you learned about yourself easily, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's it's been tough and it's been uncomfortable, but I think with uncertainty, with um, sometimes a lack of comfortability comes great change. Absolutely. And, and a lot of people don't change and grow because they don't, they, when, when things get uncomfortable, they back out of that area. And I think right now in society, you know, I've, I've even, you know, heard um, from some people that I work with, um, you know, when we'll do check-ins on, on Zoom calls. And, um, you know, I, I think for some of my, my, my white colleagues, they're, they're, even if they're not, you know, pro-Trump and maybe identify themselves as racist, they they are a little disturbed about the the state of the nation right now. Yeah. And, how, and, and, and the best way I could explain it to them is like, I understand that, but guess what? What you're finally seeing is what we've is what is what has been suppressed, and what we've just been keeping on the back burner for a long time, so you yeah. could be at ease. Like, on a daily un- basis. right? Understand that your easement comes at my suppression. Oh, I love that. So too. you know what I mean? Like, what, so now that so now you're feeling uncomfortable because you're like, oh my god, this is on the news and this is going, but brother, this been going on. You just was cozy in your nice yeah. suburban home doing this, you didn't realize this was going on. Yeah. This was my reality for a long time and a lot of people that look like me are reality for a very long time. So your, your, your ease, your comfort was coming at the cost of my discomfort and all people's discomfort. So I think, like you said, it's, it's just a time, I think 2020 is needed, bro, where, you know, I think society and things, you know, even how we had to uh, pivot with the pandemic and wearing masks and this, that, like, you know, for lack of a better word, shit gonna get uncomfortable for a while. Absolutely. It's, it's, Absolutely. It's, that's, it's, that's what I say. You gonna get changed. The crazy thing about you saying that is, like, I have a cousin, right? Um, and he listens to this as well. Shout out to you, Wayne. And, like, he's constantly talking about, like, Democrats and how they're just pandering to blacks, how they're just as much to blame as Republicans and how they, and I'm and always that's a like, fair point. yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. But I'm always like, if you wanna play both sides of the coin, play both sides, meaning pull out both, right? Don't say all of this and say, oh, but, you know, did Trump give money to HBCUs? Is the economy better? Is it Because then it makes it seem like to the rest of the world that you're pro-Trump. Because right. you're not saying right. nothing against them. Right. But then also the stuff you're saying about Trump, it's also not true, right? So, but then, in, I'm, but I'm saying that because in the middle of our conversation, mm-hmm. right? And I'm like, yo, you need to do something else with your voice, right? And he's like, Oh, this is as far as my abilities take me. And I'm like, Mm-mm. no, bro. Mm-mm. Right? Like, we had That's a big argument on Twitter right. about it. Because I'm like, yo, if you like talking. You can talk. You can put a point together. You have a story, a great story, right? Yo, run for office. Go join an organization. Go start an organization. Mm-hmm. Do something more because you have the gift to do it. Right? Like, it's a lot of people who think they don't have the abilities to speak up and create change. You actually do. And a lot of these organizations they're missing your voice, right? Like they're missing your experience, that uniqueness that you have of the way you grew up and the things you've gone through. It's what makes you such a gem and a jewel to every company you've been around. Right. Give that to the world. Don't keep it. It's, it's, right. a, it's about the pivot, man. And, and um, you know, I, I think this might be the perfect segue 
Um, oh wait, first, first before we segue, to, to you, the gotta, you gotta tell me where you at. Your wow. mental health. Check yeah, out, I mean, bro, bro I, 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 th- I think we very aligned. I didn't. Even, yeah. <laughs> we were flowing so well. I didn't even want to waste too much time with me. I was absolutely. like, nah, I still hear it, man. Uh, nah, yeah, absolutely, bro. Because because it's, it's been a while, and, and you know, I've I've been very candid and, and, and shared. You know, twenty twenty was an entail for me, and um, when I when I when similar to what you said is, I feel real good about how this year is going to end. I feel real good about the fourth quarter, about Q4, man. Um, you know, this year started rocky, then the pandemic came. It, man, it was it was just kind of it wasn't one thing or it was another, but um, man, I just I, I feel like I'm gonna I'm adjusted to the lifestyle, mm-hmm. right? Like this whole working from home for extended periods of time. Um, the the you know it's it's not weird to me anymore. You know, it's not weird to me any, anymore. Um, my gym opened back up. You got to work out with a mask on. But shout out to Uniqlo, and the air is a mask. I could actually breathe through it without collapsing. <laughs> other, other masks, bro. You try to do cardio with that mask on. It's it's a wrap. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm adjusted. I'm adjusted to this. Uh, I'm adjusted to this lifestyle. Um, and even despite the pandemic, man, I I had a few. I had a few financial moves that went real well for me. During quarantine, Good. and and part of the reason why I was able to focus more and and, and look into these things is because I was at home. I had more idle time, you know. I had more idle time, so I finished work, and I'd be like, "Hmm." Remember, we spoke. I was like, "I was like, hmm. What, what can I, what can I, what can I do to maybe pay off some debt, or, or maybe it's even reclassify it. I could get my credit score a little bit higher." Absolutely. Boom. Did that. You know, had a goal. I wanted to crack the eight hundred club. Did that. You know, congratulations. Um, appreciate you. That's the um, 800 credit uh, credit score, score club. club. Yep, yep. Wanted to get that. And just a few other things, man. A few personal goals I had that... Um, and, and and let me say this. I'm going to say it's just my fault. Because I'm always a firm believer in you people will make time for what they want to make time for. I hate that you know? Really? I hate that Really? Thing. Go ahead. I'll tell you why. Because put it to you like this. I would often... Like I said, little stuff like that, stuff I'd want to look into, look into my portfolio some more. Sometimes it would be late, it would be 10 o'clock, and I'm like, oh, I'll do that tomorrow. But I do just say that if I really wanted to do it, like if if I knew it was going to make me, say, maybe make me a million dollars or something, bro, I would do it. You know what I mean? So that's why I, I'm, I'm not going to put it on being tired. I'm not going to put it on commuting to the city every day. I'm just going to say my will to do it just wasn't as strong as my want to do it because... If I really wanted to do it, I would have found a time. But that's neither here nor there. I found a time now during quarantine. And, and um, yeah, man, just even that. I feel like right now um, the financial trajectory is so much stronger going into 2021 than it was going into 2020. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe um, maybe I needed some of those battles to really boss up and, and get on that grind. You know, to be home quarantined, um, you know, losing pop and being like, all right, bet I got to. I got to really make sure that I got it going because, you know, my family, I'm trying to start soon. My mom, you know, make, make sure everyone's good. So it's like, you know what? I got to really get get on the get the ball rolling with that. So, you know, it's like we were saying earlier, you take the good with the bad. You know, there was there yeah. was losses this year. It was bad at times, but the motivation um, is there, you know, um, coming coming out of the year. And I, I just feel real good about the end of the year, man. I feel I feel real good. I feel like my man LeBron James gonna get his fourth chip. Oh, he needs to. You know what I mean? Need to bring that home. So you know that that uh, and I I'll say to I've looked when LeBron wins a chip, I've had some great years. Yeah. Going, going back. <laughs> nah, even go back to Miami days, man. When LeBron win the chip, I'll be oh, having some man. great years in life. What's you that? Know? 12, 2012, 2013. 13, going to twenty fourteen. Yeah. Um, okay. and then what was that? Twenty sixteen. 
Yeah. Yeah. In Cleveland. Because 2014, he lost. 2015, right. he lost. No, it's 2016. Yeah, 2016. 20, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, right. uh, I just feel like that, it just set me up for, so, listen, man, I just, it's it's been rough. And, and I think we should all remember that, man. We've gone through it from different ways. Um, I've had relatives that passed the COVID. Um, friends, um, relatives have passed the COVID. Uh, people lost jobs. Luckily, I, I didn't have that struggle, but I know people who lost jobs. People who uh, got displaced. Uh, people who have really nice spots and, you know, couldn't really afford to live there anymore or, or maybe just didn't even see the need to live there anymore and had to, you know, um, downscale. It was a year of a lot of change for a lot of people. But um, I just really say, man, when, when you when you look at it holistically and, and, and look at um, overall, you know, if you if we still if you still have life, health and some faith on the days ahead, um, I think I think we, we got to just end this year. The best we can and, and and make the pivot going off of 2020 so all in all bro um listen man i feel like i feel like the future of 2020 looking looking better to me than it was in the past so i take that in stride i feel good bro good man i I'm feel real good that. i'm happy to hear that you blessed brother um let, let's let's appreciate you king we we was kind of talking about it so and you mentioned it with wayne let's 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 go there um when we were talking about voting um very big topic going on right now that's yes. huge, and 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 this is a conversation I've had with a lot of brothers as well. Um, as you had mentioned, the whole idea of, you know, um, the strong critique of of the Democratic Party, mm-hmm. and none of that. And let me just say, none of that is is false, right? None of that is well. Not I don't Absolutely. know what everyone's saying it, but it's people aren't just pulling these critiques out their asses. Yeah. So these are real I mean, things. These the are, Democrat Party right. has had a history of right. using black photos right. but not catering to black people after they're in power. Absolutely but true. absolutely true. Like that's not that's not fictitious. But in you and I, we're good friends, even outside of being frat brothers. We're good friends because I think we're both two very objective people. And when I say objective, we're fairly objective too. Mm-hmm. Meaning, if there's a sports player, a sports team that we like, we're gonna root for them, and we're gonna root for them all the way. But we also gonna critique them, absolutely. And we not so we're not gonna like, we're not just gonna bash and hate, but we also not gonna just blindly show love and not call a spade a spade. Yeah, like, constructive we, criticism. Yeah, we going we going call it what it is, and that, and that's part of loving it. So, like you the know, Yankees suck right now. Yeah, but go ahead. <laughs> Um, and I, and and I think well for, to jump in real quick, bro, mm-hmm. um, and I, so just to put it out there, right? I'm a Democrat. I am not yeah. blindly beholden to the Democrat Party, meaning I'm not just voting for them just to vote for them just because I'm a Democrat, right? I clearly understand that at first the Republican Party was the party for Black people. Mm-hmm. Eventually, Originally. the Republican aims changed, right? Um, a lot of it under like Reagan and things like that because they wanted to target a certain demographic. Oh, that, it goes back before then. Oh, yeah. Shift yeah. really started with the New Deal and all those programs that FDR was putting out. But so I hear you. But and, and it changed to target non-black people, right? That were which is fine, but that were against black people, right? So when you talk about a party that now does not currently have my best interests at heart, being the Republican Party. I'm not going to vote for you, right? I'm going to vote where my vote counts the much counts the most and where I can affect the most change, right? So if I can affect change within a Democratic party, right, by saying we're going to couple and pool all of our votes together 
right? And although we're a certain small percentage of the population within America, right? But you still need us to swing a vote kind of because almost the white vote kind of cancels out on both sides, meaning Republicans and Democrats. So you need these minority groups to kind of swing the, the election either way. So if that means I get to swing things in favor of improving things for black people, that's where I'm going for. That's the vote that, that's where I'm going to place my vote. And I think a lot of people don't understand that. Right. Right. And I, I think a key part of that too, and, and this is something that I've, this is a conversation I've had with, um, you know, particularly brothers, men of color who are, are of this opinion. And, and, and we heard uh, Ice Cube talk about it. You know, shout out to OG Ice Cube. Um, I, I heard Diddy mention it. few figures um, that, and you know, these- Ava these, DuVernay. Ava DuVernay. Well, no, no, she didn't mention this. Oh, okay. Hold on. Um, what, I, what I'm saying specifically that Diddy, um, Ice Cube, I think I might have seen T.I. say, but basically uh, Ava DuVernay didn't say this. This whole idea of, holding the black vote hostage mm-hmm. in terms of not voting. That, that, that's the argument. Not voting because, well, yeah, Republicans are messed up, but you know what? Democrats don't do too much for us either, so might as well we just sit it all out. My first thing, and this goes back to me just saying, even as being an objective person, looking at things holistically, I'm a firm believer in multiple... You always got to get things from multiple angles. There's really never no one-way approach to get somewhere, right? You got fitness goals. Your sleep patterns are part of it. Your diet's a huge part of it. Then the workout you do also is a big part of it, you know. But as a person, I could tell you one, one of my biggest issues with working out is, man, I hit the gym hard, you know, be strong as shit, but I eat crappy. You know what I mean? So it's like I ain't got no six-pack, you know what I mean? But I could double plate all day, though, you know what I mean? Like... You know, football players are just throwing up mad weight, but not really being nutritious. You know, like it, it, it works in multiple ways. So this whole idea of um, thinking that like, well, yeah, voting. Yeah, that's because voting alone is not going to fix anything. Mm-hmm. If you think you're just going to go to the ballot, I mean, go to go to the go go to the booth, place your ballot, you know, make your selection. And then now this miracle savior is going to come into office and fix all your problems. You've made a sad mistake. There's multiple levels that goes with your, your citizen and your civic engagement on multiple levels. There's multiple things that, that help to get the result. And I think, um, you know, I, I said this. Let, 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 me, uh, let, me, let me go back because I, I actually I had posted on my Instagram. I had posted what Ava DuVernay said. And I, I think that's what led to my caption. I said, I said ain't no debate. Because that's what uh, Ava DuVernay starts. I yeah. said, ain't no about about participating in the election. Oh, and this was also following um, when when Kamala Harris was decided to be the uh, the VP, right, right, for the Democratic Party. And there was a lot of, oh, you know, people were talking about her uh, her time as a California prosecutor and this, that. And, and I said, I'll, I'll speak on that as soon as you, you finish uh, talking about what you're getting ready. Go so ahead. what I had said was in the caption, I said, ain't no debate because that's all some people about chatting and debating. And, that, and that's another conversation that goes back to another thing I, I, I've realized, especially, you know, educated black folk, um, they'll have scholarly debates all day just to have it, just to have it. But <laughs> one, one big thing, I'm like, all right, when the debate's over, what's the action that's going to take place? And it's, it's usually not much, you know, like that's what we really need. To right. Know. You just want to have a conversation and that's cool. But, you know, I don't I don't have time to just have conversations, um, work with the schools to mentor our youth, constantly improve your credit. 
practice cooperative economics. You know, we talking about this, this. That's been a big thing during uh, 2020, buying black, supporting black business, things of that nature. Uh, practice cooperative economics with your friends and family, whether it's real estate, some sort of business. Um, a susu or what we call in Jamaica a partner where you know every week somebody yeah. drawing money and there's a payout no, whatever it is and lastly vote but a lot of I, I realize I'm like okay well it's kind of unfortunate because we have these millionaires who have this large platform saying this but don't be the average Joe listening to these guys and soaking it all up if you're not hitting the block from multiple angles mm-hmm. like vote yeah voting yeah voting yeah voting ain't changed nothing I mean you know, during Obama's presidency, this That's fact. So okay, we we could see we could and so, and some and some of what you're saying might be accurate, but guess what? What else was done? Like that? Yeah. If 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 you think voting alone is going to solve everything, you made a sad mistake. Now, if you're voting in con- voting is part of your civic responsibility, especially as a black person, knowing the fight that it took for us to even get the right to vote. If you're voting and doing these other things in conjunction, you know. Then, then, then you might actually see the results, you know, that you're looking for. The reality is, a lot of black people ain't putting the work in, mm-hmm. on all levels, on all levels. So, of course, you're not going to see the results because you're not voting while par- participating in your local, your local community boards, while you know trying to run up some real estate with people that look like you, while uh, practicing cooperative economics, while um, you know working with the youth. You know, talking particularly to black men right now, too, with some a lot of our at-risk youth trying to change that trajectory. Like, you're not participating on things on all levels. And, you know, uh, I'll take it back to when you, you say you was talking to um, Wayne. A, a lot of times I'll hear this argument, too, and I'll say that uh, when I'll say something like this, um, somebody I'm talking to, a brother will say, well, well, that's as far as I can go. Or that's, and I was like, man, that's so not true. Absolutely. I know we're not limited in ourselves in terms of our reach. Because if we really, that's, that's the cop-out in my opinion. If we, really, if we really look into ourselves and our different abilities, yeah, we have different strengths and we have different weaknesses. But that's, that's why when we pull it together, as a community, we can get to these goals. But we have to identify that, man, and, and, and more action, more pivot than just assessing and talking. And, I, and so, and yes, we understand that there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of public leadership amongst the black community, and that was systematically done, right? Uh, by the killing off a lot, of, by the killing off of a lot of our leaders during the civil rights era. So I get that, I understand that. Um, I just feel like, yo, there's more that we can do, right? And I feel like we have to be able to either work within the system to completely change it or work to completely change the system outside of it. Right. But either way, we have to work to do it. But we have to work. We can't right. just say, yo, we're not going to vote because you telling me it's it's Biden or bus and I'd rather not do nothing. Right? And then, like, and, but, and then, but then do nothing after right. that too. And, and exactly. That's my key problem. Because right? like, and, and, I always tell people when black people got together and put, they, put all of themselves, they unified behind one candidate, you know what it did? It got Barack Obama elected. Because back in 2004, they wanted Barack Obama to run then against a sitting president and George Bush. And we was like, no, 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 no. We're going to save him for 08. Right? And we all got behind him. And that was supposed to be Hillary Clinton's year. Right? Like Hillary Clinton was supposed to be the president in 2008. That was supposed to happen. Black people got behind Barack Obama. 
and look what it did. He beat Hillary, and then he went on and destroyed, um, was it Romney he ran against first? Can't remember, he beat him so bad. McCain. Um, it was McCain he ran against first. It was McCain first, the first time. Right? Yeah. But he, he destroyed McCain, right? Like, absolutely obliterated McCain in terms of the election. So that it serves as its power, right? And I need people to understand, right now, your two choices are Trump or Biden. Any vote that's not for Biden is a vote for it's Trump. It's a vote for Trump. Meaning, Absolutely. if you're not voting, if you're voting for a third candidate, all of that is a vote for Trump. Mm-hmm. Because everybody that's a Republican or, or is automatically... They, know what they, they, they know what they're doing. Yep, there's, there's, there's no there's no on the fence or discrepancy with them. I'll that's who they're voting yep. for, yep. right? And it's like, I understand it. They're going for the party that has their best interests in mind. So now I'm like, you start to turn people away from voting this way, right? Like, you gonna, we're going to end up with Trump. You think this is good? This is not good. I mean, sadly, the opinion for some men of color is they think, and uh, this is the argument I'm hearing, that it's going to, and, and, and this almost sounds like, a, especially if there's no pivot, if there's no plan, it almost sounds like cats are defeated. Because kind of like this whole attitude of, well, it's going to be what it's going to be regardless. Because we've had these issues with the Democrats in power and we've had these issues with the Republicans in power. Yeah. And so that, when I hit, I'm kind of like, so what you really saying, dog? Like, sign up if you just quit. Yeah, like, we, we got to like, do something. Like, what's your plan? Yeah, what's your right? plan? And then I have to, like, and not, not, your, not just your idea or your thought. What's the plan behind it? Mm-hmm. Talk to me about it and how we're going to execute it. Yeah, bro. Let's segue into, um, we've had some interesting times, uh, and politics goes directly into this. Um, we, 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 we've seen a lot of updates since our last, since our last conversation in regards to um, Breonna Taylor. Her passing, unfortunately, rest in peace to her, um, and where the uh, progress of the case has gone. And, man, let's, 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 de- let's jump into that a little bit. So, like, Breonna Taylor. Right. And let's, because I hate when, like, Fox News, for example, right? Like, Fox News will try to focus on, they do a great job, not even try to, they do a great job on focusing on the details people got wrong and they're staying on and harping on just so that they can say, yeah, but people are wrong about this, right? Like, so, for example, like saying, oh, she was killed in her sleep or the police came to the wrong address. Fox News will keep saying this over and over, right? right? Like, So, yes, we clearly know that they came to the right address. We know that her name was on the address. We know that she was associated with, um, let's call it, for argument's sake, a criminal enterprise, right? And her ex-boyfriend. Well, yeah, right? like, associated so with a dude. She's associated, a she's associated yeah. with it, right? Like, she had been, um, she was seen in surveillance because they were surveilling him. And she was seen with him picking up packages from her house, receiving mail at her house. So we get all of that, that you're going to come in, right? Still multiple problems. If you're going to bring in a complete enterprise, right? Don't you think you should do some surveilling of the entire enterprise right before you bring them in? Right. Right? Like, so so for a couple of months, they didn't look at her at all. Right. Reason being, she was no longer with him, mm-hmm. right? So you didn't see her for a while at all. You just know you had to go pick her up, right? A lot had changed in her life at that time. She started getting more consistent with somebody she was on and off again who 
was a great dude who wasn't right? a part of a criminal enterprise At, right he also was a licensed gun holder you would know that if you did your research she also let her sister and her niece slash goddaughter move in with her which means that children are at a house that you're about to knock down the door in right this is valuable intel that you should know and understand that right also understanding that just because you associated with somebody that's part of a drug or criminal enterprise doesn't make you a criminal also meaning you should not be treated as such a lot of us most a lot of us I'm not gonna say most a lot of us come from neighborhoods where crime was all throughout our neighborhood right it was systemically built that way systematically built that way to have this system and have crime in this neighborhood because you don't have the jobs right because you don't have adequate health care you don't have um you're living in food deserts all of this stuff right like we like i always tell people black people don't own no gun shops but there's plenty of guns in this hood how do they how do they get here Mm-hmm. We don't own no boats or no planes that the drugs are flown into this country. Yet, it's always in our neighborhoods. How do they get here? Right? Like, it's not us that brings it into this country. It's right. not us we're that not, steals we're it we're from the, the gun shop and do this. Right. right? So, it is strategically placed in our neighborhoods. You are not going to grow up in this neighborhood and be able to go outside safely if you don't know people that are engaging in right. these activities. Some kind of connection. That's just how it is. And the, it does and the, not and the, make and the level of depth could vary in terms of how connected you are to it Absolutely. or not, but it's going to be Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? Yep. And then you also, you fast forward now, right? And then you think, okay, I'm going to go pick somebody up, right? You knock down somebody's door at 1240 at night, right? A couple of things happens. Either I'm up and completely alerted and wired and you're going to have a problem as you're knocking down my door right because if we're in a gun carrying state i might pull out my gun because i don't know who it is also if i'm that much of a criminal that you think i am and you knock in my door i'm going to return fire so it may not be in your best interest right so you can either do it during the day they could have went and picked her up at work and then knock down her door and have free reign to search whatever they wanted to search without anybody stopping or being in their way, right? right? Or you do like, they used to have this, I'm not sure if NYPD still has it, it used to be this part of NYPD called TNT. They used to serve warrants and the hood knew it. Between 4.30 and 6 in the morning, religiously, they would serve these warrants. Mm -hmm. Why? Because at 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning, you are groggy as hell. It takes you a while to wake up. By the time they get in your door and you wake up, they're already at your bedside, right? So it's just talking about smart policing. Like, what do you, what do, you, what, what kind of training did you put these officers through, right? Because when you improperly train officers, you put people at at risk. Then you have the one cop who, after they bust through the door, right, and then they say, "Oh, he didn't hear him." Of course, he didn't hear them. You knocked on the door at twelve forty. He was asleep. Right. By the time he woke up, he just heard bank. They just heard banging. They thinking somebody trying to kick down their door. Again, this is the kind of neighborhoods we live in, right? Community policing would tell you that, yo, if you're trying to knock down somebody's door, they're going to think somebody's trying to rob them. They're not thinking that it's police, right? right? If we lived in suburbia, the only people that knock down your door like that is cops. Right. In these neighborhoods, other people knock down your door like this, yeah. right? They thinking it's a threat. So, of course, he's going to let off a shot, right? You gonna return all this fire? Do you also think you, we all know this? Police got military graded equipment. You ain't have none of that military graded equipment 
when you walked into the house, you just decided that you were just going to knock down the door and it was going to be all peachy. Yeah. Right? And then it's like, y'all shot, killed this lady. Y'all go outside. And then one of the officers, because he's upset, decides to just let off shots. Now we're just going to get the whole residence. Yeah. Right? Like, you just letting off shots randomly. Right? Like, bro, that's attempted murder. At the, at the, at the best, that's attempted murder. What's going on? Yeah, man. I think you hit the nail on the head. Uh, there, was, there was a lot of holes with it. The old intel, the intel was expired in terms of just like, if, if you said it, if, if you're really trying to effectively um, bring down a criminal enterprise, you constantly surveilled it. As you, you know, you, you always see in the, the videos, they have the web on the, on the yeah, wall. Yeah. You got to constantly review the web and make sure that the different parts of the web still even fit, still work. The intel is old. But um, and this kind of talks and this kind of ties into our previous conversation we had where we were talking about the voting, and this is where the, the local politics is key mm-hmm. and something I challenge the black community and I, I trust me I understand the outrage we had after the fact, but this kind of goes to something that even James Johnson was talking about when he came on our show when he talked about how he goes to the monthly meetings with all the, the police Community. precincts in Southeast Queens because. The New York Times, the Daily, had a good special where they broke down the Breonna Taylor case, and they talked about yes. this whole mission that they that 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 the Louisville the Police Department was getting ready to start up to crack down. Yeah, they, on they, they did start up that right. Was, this was the result right. of that. This was the result of that. I'm very curious the level of involvement that, or just even the no. Maybe maybe it wasn't. Maybe we don't even have a seat at the table. Maybe we didn't even know. But I challenge. Our, our, our local leaders, our, our councilmen in, in, in areas like Louisville, to if they if they don't have a seat at the table, that's we need to be at those those committee meetings when the sergeants talking about what the trends are crime wise and what they plan to do about it. Somebody who actually understands the community, like the councilmen and those kind of folks, need to be there because then something might ring off in his head and be like, wait a minute, well. I don't know if we could take this kind of approach of just well, you, of you, just going into places just because you know well just because I saw Trev with Jay and we trying to find Jay we're gonna go to Trev's crib because everybody like like you mentioned when you grow up in these areas there's always some connection you know a, a dude that trap a dude that moves you know move units he got a mom he got a dad he got a grandma he got a he mm-hmm. might have a wife he might have a baby mom you know what I mean so it's like well, he's you, he's he has family he he has numerous places. And people that he interacts with who aren't a part of his underworld. That's the part of the world yeah. that he is, but he's actually a human being. And he interacts with human beings. You know, like, like I, I think there's this, this idea, this misconception, if you're not from, you know, these kind of areas that, oh, well, drug dealers are just thugs who hang out with mm-hmm. other thugs, thugs and drug dealers all day long. And that's all their social sphere. Because they're inhumane. Right. And that's all their social sphere is is comprised of. And that's, that's not true. Because imagine if they, they shot in... Denise was home right and they killed the incident because right. when people knock down doors people gather into the hallway to right. be are you okay who is right. this get back right? right like imagine you did that right, right? Um, but then also you know what that problem is too Trev and I'm glad you brought that up uh, about Louisville taking a different approach to how they was going to do things right because Louisville was just they was just harassing random residents right like they were just stopping people at stop signs right even if it wasn't true and it was this whole special on it right and one of them made big news and that's when they decided they had it to change and do things differently to stop harassing the neighborhoods but what you get is this right the arrogance of man is thinking that when somebody tells you about a new system 
that you can just implement it without the help of an expert. Right. Right. And we often run into man. this problem. Right. <laughs> That's the key. Thing. I'm, yeah. But I'm, I'm going to also say it's, it's black men do it too. Yeah. Some men, but yeah. I'm just saying men in general. Right. Of, and I'm saying man, meaning it could refer to every person. Yeah. Right. So they get this idea of a person came in and a law expert told them the way y'all are going back about policing is wrong. All you are doing is harassing residents and you're not actually stopping no big time crime. And they told them you got to set up cameras in the most visible drug crime neighborhoods right like the ones who have the most traffic you have to pick like four locations once you find that you start telling people that's going in and out they will lead you to who's selling who's doing all of this stuff so they did that and it worked and it and it led to brianna's ex-boyfriend but the problem is when you don't have experts to explain things like you were saying like yo listen they may just be associated with that person. That person may not actually be doing anything, right? right? Have you looked at their tax records, right? Have you looked at other things? Like, are you are you doing it recently? Right. Right? Like, it's, you have to do it all the way through. You can't half-ass it. Even if you don't have enough resources, you need to, at the very least, go back and go through um, your everybody you're bringing in and resurveil them before it happens. And when you don't do that, you get things like this. You get things like what happened with Stop and Frisk in New York City. Mm -hmm. Because that was started by broken windows policy, which states the first couple of couple of months, you're very hard on crime. But then the next part of that is you give the community a chance to decide how they want to be policed once you figured out what's worked and you brought down crime. Right. Now you talk about how are we going to keep this together as a community. Instead, what they did with broken windows policy, applying that in New York City was, yo, this work, we're going to keep doing it and harassing everybody, right? So now you're harassing people and they're not even using drugs, right? So now you're getting all of these problems and then it, it becomes multiple issues, right? Like I remember somebody saying when... Um, when um and I, i'm why am i why is my mind being blown um when eric gardner died mm -hmm. and he was choked out right this this lieutenant um cop said everybody saw a cop that was just harassing somebody what he saw from a system standpoint was a cop who had been told you need to make four felony arrests a month to stay in this unit you need to make a certain amount of felony arrests to become detective right how do you become detective if there's no crime if there's no felonies, you make it up. You fish for one. Right. Right. So you have these issues and these systems when you improperly implement things. And, and that's my thing. Like we, we have to stop that like this. It, it has to like we have to stop being arrogant and just um, implementing things without professionals. Right. Um, yeah, bro. I mean, uh, the Brianna Teller yeah, thing right. just it's unfortunate, bro. We, 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 we could go all day on that topic. Um, it's 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 so it's so deep rooted in it, and it's especially when you deal with law enforcement. There's so many elements to it um, that could go to the reconstruction of of a more effective system. Because I think that's a lot of time too to disconnect, right? Like mm -hmm. law and order is real. Like law and order is is needed. Law and order is not. I don't think you know people think sometimes the the black community at large is against law and order or and we're not that's that's not the case who doesn't want to people go to work people pay taxes people work hard for the things people raise families who doesn't want safety yeah. amongst we all do. them you know 
We just don't want to be harassed by the needs, people who's needs, supposed right. to be keeping us safe. It needs to be accurate. It needs to it needs to uh it needs to actually work. It needs to be effective and we actually need to be made to feel safe because back to what I had even mentioned to you before early on the show is that, you know, as a person who, you know, 98% of the time is on the right side of the law, I haven't really felt like a police officer's ever helped me in my life. Whether I'm lost, you know what I'm saying, as a motorist or just whatever the case may be. I just, when I see some of that stuff in the movies, I'll be like, that's interesting. I can't really relate to, you know, that, that CPR they talk about, that, you know, courtesy, yeah. professionalism, respect um, outside of my friends or fraternity brothers who are police and the help I've received from them are more so through the personal relationship we have, but not in a stranger, you know, uh, officer to a civilian um respect I, I was i've had i've had good encounters with police um i've had a lot of negative just as encounters. they do, like without no just without knowing okay. them, without that's good, like that's I, good. i've had some but i've also that's had good. a lot of negative Same. racist encounters yeah. and i think that's one of the things that bothers me so much when we talk about policing it's because you should be revered right like right. you should as police officers you should be seen as doctors and nurses are seen and military people are seen for risking your life mm -hmm. and you'll get that if you act accordingly yeah. right um and i think what also bothers me about it is because when you know the frat brothers that we have or the friends that we have that are police officers they're great the great dude we know that right like we know we, yeah like they mm -hmm. great like they're people that you can look up to people that you can call on outside of them being police just call on because you're a brother mm -hmm. right like mm -hmm. when you know that Right, like, and and when I have somebody that I love, I look at it. Anybody that's doing what they're doing needs to do it that well. To that extent, right? Like, you yeah. need to hold it to that extent, right? So, like, my frat brothers that are, are police officers, my friends that are police officers, like, I love them. I know the way they carry themselves. Like, I feel like every other officer should be reflective of that. And when it's not, I feel like you making my friends and family look, look bad. bad by yeah. what you're doing. Absolutely, absolutely. Let me ask you, bro. Um, so here we are now, and we talked about it earlier in our mental health check-in. Here we are now. It is now um, September going into October. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because even when I was on my way here, some errands I was running today, I passed a couple schools. Um, COVID-19, wh where, where we at right now with just, you know, New York City, back to school openings. Um, you know, I know I know my uh, both my nieces, they go to private schools, so they're smaller schools, so... They have the ability. They've they've been going in person, spaced out. Um, how are things? Do you have any insight into that? How are things going right now with uh, just COVID nineteen and, and department ed and, and back to school? Oh yeah, so, so I have some insight. I wish um, Boogie was here. She could talk about it as well. We get on another episode. Uh, so it's so for some, for a lot, for most in DOE, it's a mess, right? right? Um, yeah. Rashid was talking a, a, about a that. large part of the mess is. People are scared, right? Like, people are scared to send their children back. People are scared to send, to just go back and their teachers, right? And then you talk about there being risk factors with somebody who you may have a loved one that's at risk if they catch COVID of having a serious um, side effect. Right. So you don't want to risk it, right? Um, then you also just have issues where, like, people who are reporting to work is kind of like, yo, my building's not clean. My classroom's not clean. The hallways are not clean. We're supposed to be doing this on a daily basis. It's not happening, right? Also thinking about 
the funding that's running out in New York City because the state itself didn't get a stimulus package. So they don't have money to actually fund people to do things, right? So you start having to do more with less, right. which equals less being done, right? So that's a mess. Um, you start thinking about like after school programs that need to be ran or being cut down, right? Like there's, there's schools that are having arguments because they're saying we have after school programs, we need to run after school programs, but the DOE contracts all of the um, janitorial services and that company is saying, yo, the schools need to be closed by four o'clock. Y'all got to get out, right? So you have all of these things that's at play because for some schools, the first day was today. For a lot of schools, the first day is Thursday, right? So you have all these different things that are playing out, all these different dynamics, and it's just causing uh, hysteria a lot, right? And like, I, I get it. I understand why teachers are afraid, why teachers are upset. Like, I completely get it. I get why you'd be scared to send your kids. I also get the parents who are saying, my kids have to go to work. I mean, my kids have to go to school, right? And I'm sorry I have to send them to school, but I have to go to work. Right. Or else I'm going to be homeless, right? The amount of people that have ended up homeless during COVID-19. I remember I was watching one of the news channels, and it was in a town in Texas, I believe. And they had the sheriff going around evicting people. Like, yo, you got to get out now. Yeah. Right. Like you like and people are like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I have no money. I can't pay for it. what am I really supposed to do? Right. Um, so I get why people would say my child has to go because I have to work. Right. And then also some essential workers, like if you got nurses, doctors, healthcare people in the healthcare profession. Right. Um, delivery people, people who own stores and they have children. They got to go to work. Right. Like they, they have to. Like, I understand that. So I, I get it from both sides and I see why it's, it's so much controversy surrounding it. It's tough, man. It's, it's, it's real tough. And, and even trying to take all that into consideration and think about, you know, next steps going forward. Um, and even the idea of now where we are going to the end of the year and them saying that possibly cases are rising back up. What are, what are just, let's, let's talk about this whole idea of vaccines. What, what's some of your thoughts on this whole vaccine thing? Is, is that, is that we, what's going to be needed? Is, is that the, I mean... I know, I know, I know that especially in the black community, there's a lot of apprehension um, regarding the vaccine. But as I, I will, right, and rightfully so. We we know the history behind that. But here we are, here we are now, uh, getting ready to go in October, and it doesn't really seem like I know cases have lowered, but it doesn't really seem like there's any much more of a hold or a, a better grip on the whole uh, COVID nineteen pandemic than there was uh, earlier. Well, it's 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 gotten better. It will, yeah. Right, like cases have gone down. It's, but. it's gotten cases have really gone down. Um, it's gotten better, and you know, there's a lot of speculation in terms of is New York City so good because there's herd immunity, meaning a bunch of people have herd immunity. Just means that when a bunch of people get vaccinated for something or a bunch of people catch a disease and then they body get over it, you can't get it, so you can't spread it either. Right. Right. So even if somebody has never gotten it. As long as everybody else around them has gotten it or gotten vaccinated, they won't get it, right? right. Like, that's the concept of herd immunity. Um, that has not been statistically proven, right? Like, it has not been scientifically proven. It's a theory. Uh, and then, uh, you know, places like New York City is doing a very good job at wearing masks, at trying to social distance. Some parts of New York City. I've seen some of y'all parties, and I know some of y'all are not, right? And look, I'm no one to judge. I completely understand. I'm just speaking facts right now. Uh, so you have those things happening 
And we're also going to have another episode later on in the year, probably in like November, where we get some uh, vaccine specialists and we really have this whole debate. Uh, I'm actually also looking into joining Johnson & Johnson's vaccine team. Okay, I've dope. been having some conversations about it in terms of community outreach for minority communities, just because we've been so underrepresented in this studies and in this research. And it's because we've been treated like, excuse my French, we've been treated like shit when it comes to research and healthcare system, right? right. Like there's a study that everybody that ever takes a research class, they learn about this study called the Tuskegee Experiment, where the government went into Tuskegee, Alabama, and told them they was doing a study of syphilis. But one, they were injecting some of the people with syphilis. And then two, some of the people that had already had it, they were telling them there's no cure. Right. But there was actually a cure. They just wanted to study how worse the disease could possibly get. Mm -hmm. We call it disease progression. So imagine saying, I'm not getting better with your treatment. Doctor, help me. And that doctor not helping you. Just for medical, imagine to, build, to being, build medical knowledge. Yeah. Imagine being a child and you see your parents going to mm -hmm. the doctor and they're not getting better for this, right? No, it's, and it's, you it's, see the doctor. And then imagine learning that this was done to your right, community, right. to your grandparents. It's, it's definitely not a fallacy. Like we, know, we know that. Like they, you, Rightfully you, so. You they, there's a reason why there's a distrust of the medical Absolutely. community and vaccinations in you, the black community. You, you have the story of Henrietta Lacks, who was a black woman who had cancer. I'm not specifically sure what kind. Uh, I believe like cervical ovarian. I'm not sure. Right. And there was this doctor who illegally took her cells, right? Like she never gave consent for her mm -hmm. cells. And when he studied it, her cells had a lot of like recuperation let's call it power for the sake of my listeners and not being too scientific, right? But it, has, it had a lot of um, like recuperating or healing um, abilities about it, capabilities. And pretty much a lot of what we know now in terms of cancer treatment yep. for certain things comes was from herself. Of that, yep. It was never told to her, it was never asked for her. Her family was never adequately compensated because technically she should own that 100%, yep. right? Like, so her name is like revered in circles at like John Hopkins and they're naming things after her. They're giving yep. like Scott. But when you talk about how long it's been and what happened during that time before it was ousted, like that's huge mistrust, right? Like you talk, look at, if you didn't have any of these things, look at how COVID-19 rampantly ran through the black community, right? And how we disproportionately died from it. Right. And uh, the deli does a good job of talk. They got an episode about what went wrong in New York City, because I kept telling people something went wrong in New York City. Right. And it's just that we didn't have the adequate amount of health care to treat our poor people, our disenfranchised black people. Right. And it's a difference between like, let's say Bed-Stuy is gentrified and in this neighborhood. Right. Right. The poor people in this neighborhood, they go to Woodhall Hospital. They go to Interfaith Hospital. The gentrified um, implants that came into this neighborhood, when they get sick, they go over the bridge and go to Bellevue and go up to um, Cornell Presbyterian. They go to Memorial Sloan for their cancer treatment. That's a different, different level of care you're getting there. Right. Right. Just talking about funding and stuff like that. So you don't have to look no further than a pandemic to see how we've been treated by the healthcare system. So a vaccine is, is going to work well if it actually works and does what it's supposed to do. It's gonna work well in preventing us and allowing us to get back outside safely, right, for our own mindset. However, a lot of people aren't taking it. It's a lot of black folks, um, disenfranchised folks that are not gonna take that vaccine, and that's a huge issue.
definitely would be great to have that convo um, with you know with more people in your field that that the medical knowledge and uh, just just really talk about that that level of distrust um, um, historically and just the state of uh, medical affairs currently um, in the black community. I think that would be dope. Um, Segwaying over something a little bit more lighthearted, but something that we love, sports. Absolutely. And, um, you know, when, when we last recorded, um, I'm pretty sure pretty sure basketball was done. It was shut down. It was shut down mm-hmm. um, when we last spoke. So, you know, as we were just talking about COVID-19, COVID-19 played a huge, huge part in the 2019-2020 NBA season. But uh, since we left you guys, um, it came back. It mm-hmm. came back. There was in a, a whole f- bubble. In a whole bubble down in Orlando by Disney World. Um, there was a you know a few games to, to finish off the regular season and the playoffs and and man what a what an exciting playoffs it's been so far. Um, I'll first start just saying um, you know I know there was a lot of skepticism with the bubble and 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 the gameplay and man I'll say if anything I feel like the gameplay has been better and um, with the bubble because. It's really just like the battle of athletes of basketball, yeah. like all the extra factors of fan noise, of the fan travel, noise, the arena of travel sleeping. throwing you off. Not like it's legit. Yeah, we pulling up and we hooping. Yeah, and I think we've seen that with some of the uh, some teams like the Blazers, um, the Denver Nuggets. Go, yeah, you know, uh, Miami. Well, the, nu- my, the, nu- the Nuggets were in the semifinals last year. So yeah, but I mean. The, the level of play, though, I yeah. mean, it's been great. You know, especially Jamal Murray. You know what I mean? Um, that boy, good. That boy, good. You know, <laughs> I mean? you know what I mean? Shout out, shout out the Yardy fam. You know, Jamal Murray, straight out of Kitchener, right outside Toronto. But he His pops, me. pops, Roger Murray, legendary uh, coach in the area, full yard man. Okay, you know, oh, this so, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So we we got we got a lot of love for Jamal Murray in the community. Uh, but every they, every year, him and his dad do a clinic sponsored by Adidas since he's been in the league. That's dope. In, in Montego Bay. Yeah, so dope. but they ran into that boy known as LeBron yeah, yeah. James. That's a fact. On on that's a, a and fact. they got them out of here. Yo, the Lakers should be worried about the Blazers. Yeah, y'all out in five. Yeah, right. Yo, the Rockets, two MVPs, you know. Right. They 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 can work. Russ Russ look like he on a mission. How y'all gonna guard Harden? Lakers struggle with Listen, with man. scoring point guards. Get them out of here. If there's anything these analysts did, Jay, too much of, they put too much Everything you name it, all these situations that could deter the Lakers, and not enough of well, what could possibly stop the Clippers? Yeah, too much faith was placed in the Clippers, and too much doubt was placed on the Lakers. And look where we are now: you, it's you, the Lakers versus Miami um, for for the for the finals. You and know, it, and, 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 and the way them boys went out, boy, that was yeah, just and that it, was sorry. And it, it, I gotta say, it sucks because it reminds me of one of those, like yo, you can do a bunch for somebody meaning like LeBron did a lot for the league he switched got injured had an off year and it was almost like the disrespect that came to his name mm-hmm. oh Kawhi's in the West too so you're going down why 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 like, right? why, like, why automatically does that mean right like yeah. Kawhi ain't lock up LeBron when they played against each other in the yep. finals go check that LeBron stat line yep. he just didn't have no help right like PG ain't never lock up LeBron right right like LeBron got a bunch of history against him and what he did against him so like why right like it's still lebron james they still had the two best players so now you're getting ready to see them um run through the heat and you know hopefully lebron gets his fourth championship he never gonna be better than jordan though i'm a big jordan fan nah. but for everybody else you know i'm, I'm fine with y'all putting braun too but 
That'd be good. And shout out to the NBA for taking the COVID-19 situation seriously because they put in a bubble. They've had right. zero negative tests inside of that very, bubble. Very strict been there, and um, which is stringent rules to adhere when, to. When you look at other things like, like college football, right, who came out and they had to just stop. Like some teams had to stop games right. and reschedule them because majority of the team, right? Like when you look out, shout out my boys, Miami Hurricanes, it's all about the U. Uh, 3-0 right now. We just dismantled Florida State. But when you looked at Florida State, they head coach couldn't come to the game because he had COVID-19. Right. Imagine that, right? Like, you can't go coach your own team because you, you have COVID-19, COVID right? So the effects of not playing in a bubble. You and there's at, some conferences that aren't even playing. They canceled late season. Yeah, right? well, they, they all coming back now. Oh, okay. What happened was those conferences felt, um, the Big Ten and Pac-12, they felt like, let's be progressive and be the first ones to just cancel the season. Right. And everybody else will follow. What they weren't counting on was the places where football is God, mm -hmm. Texas, Florida, Florida. Alabama, Alabama, Mississippi, Mississippi yeah. that deep south, there was nothing you were ever going to do to cancel football. They were going to have their football all throughout. COVID-19 so and all. <laughs> SEC was like, no, we're playing. Yeah. We'll just play the SEC. The ACC was like, oh, no, we're playing. Right, and then the Big Twelve, which is a lot of Texas, right? No, we're playing. So all these people started playing, and then they realized their foot was in the mouth because they were the only ones not playing. It was like, all right, we're coming back. So yeah. the Big Ten is really coming back in time to hopefully try to get into the college playoffs. Mm -hmm. It'd be good because Ohio State got a real good team. Um, but we'll see. I'm hoping my Miami boys shock the world. It's a tall order though, That's but I'm, up, I'm hoping man. it. Shout out to the U. And uh, NFL's back. You know, yeah. yesterday I was I was hoping my my Ravens. I was hoping Lamar could. Uh, Possibly get one, but nah, he even nah. said it. He even said it after the game, Chiefs and Mahomes just this is kryptonite. He can't get past that. Um, no, no, they and everybody and kryptonite. Yeah. That, they they just the Chiefs are for real. Yeah, yeah. and they have the offensive weapons um, with them adding uh, Hilaire Edwards to that backfield helps replace what they lost in Kareem Hunt. Right, like they are for real. You you're gonna be very hard pressed to stop them especially when a lot of rosters lost people who opted out, right? Like, they just have they just have those weapons, those teams, and they have a great quarterback. Right. And they're going to be around for a while. So, shout out to them. Um, they're having a great season so far. Tough. But there's been some major injuries, Jay. You, you yeah. think that's possibly because the preseason was shortened and the, the yeah, level not, of prep wasn't really there? Yeah. I mean, we've had some. So, your, your lack you of training can Michael Thomas. Man, you got a lot of big-name dudes. Uh, I think Christian McCaffrey got hurt, yeah, too, yeah. right? Like. Bro, a lot of big-name dudes are hurt. And even quarterback. Like, so what happens is people don't realize that athletes are creatures of habits, right? Meaning, like, they have to do certain things. Even before you come into – even before you get into preparing yourself to go into a training camp, right? You're doing stuff in the off-season, right? Like, you're working out with teammates. You're going to gyms. You're going to private facilities. All that stopped during COVID. And then they was told, yo, you got to ramp it back up. So now you ramp it back up, and now you're in these situations, right? You see what I'm saying? So it, it was just hard. And actually, you have two NFL teams now. The Tennessee Titans had a couple of people test positive. I saw that. So the Vikings shut down the entire operation until Saturday. So you're talking about if all the Vikings text negative on Saturday, it's then they just going to they just gonna have to go to in and, and yeah. get, you get what I'm saying. Body's like, gonna be cold. Tennessee might end up losing some plays if this happened. But also, again, referring back to the NBA, shout out to them for working with Yale University and the FDA to develop rapid testing of COVID nineteen 
that is very cheap and affordable. Yeah. Right? Like, they have developed these test kits that are like $10 that are, you just spit in them. Right? Like, for those of you who have been tested or have not been tested for COVID-19, it's an uncomfortable test. Right? right? Like, you're sticking something a couple of inches yeah. up your nose. Right? So... All of this happens, right? And the NBA goes, now nah, we're going to find a way for rapid testing. And they developed it with Yale and the FDA, right? And it's been approved and you're going to start disseminating this very, very soon. Do just simple saliva. Also tying into what we were discussing earlier in the show, shout out to the NBA also for taking the major uh, social political uh, stance they've taken. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know. I remember, yo, the crazy thing is I remember other, arguing. Compared to the other sports leagues, they are definitely... You know, at, at least with that branding, at least with the it, it being the focal point, you you can't even look at one of these games and, and ign- not you can't it. ignore it because you know I, a lot of people. The reality is, a lot of America, a lot of people want to you know want them to shut up and dribble. They want to mm-hmm. separate. You know, why do you got to mix politics with sports? You know, like with the NBA, Yo. you can't. Yo, and, you can't. And we're so dope about it. I remember arguing with one of our frat brothers, uh, Scoop on Twitter mm. uh, a couple months back before they restarted. And he was like, yo, the NBA shouldn't restart, man. Like, they just going to be a distraction. And we was going back and forth about it. And I was like, no, they get to use their voice here. Everybody's going to be watching. Normally in the summer, we're not really paying attention to sports. Everybody's out. They're doing stuff. You're going to give us a sport that actually matters to us that we're going to pay attention to in right. basketball. And then when you had it, right, like when they decided um, – when they decided, yo, there was another shooter in Wisconsin, man, we ain't fucking playing. Right. Right? Like, they decided that. The entire world stopped and was like, wait, what do you mean y'all not playing? Right. The and the then playoffs. baseball followed the next day. And then mm-hmm. NHL followed the next day after that. Right? So you talk about that effect and them having this conversation and then going, yo, we're going to turn our arenas into voting booths for people. You know how major that is? Right. Right? Then you have some universities that follow doing that same thing. Like, that is huge. The pivot. Right? Like you, That's the pivot we're talking you, about. You right talk there. about being able to adequately use your voice to affect change. That was dope, right? Yeah. Like, and then you cannot turn on an NBA game without seeing Black Lives Matter, Vote, Breonna Taylor, right? George Floyd, all these other people, which is amazing. You had, when Jamal Murray was going off and he had Breonna Taylor's name on his sneakers and he was crying, talking about it. That's an image that plays in people's mind. Yeah. People who don't want to have the conversation. People who were on the board. Because there's a lot of people who is just, I want to sit quiet because this conversation makes me uncomfortable. Just start pushing them over the ledge. No, you got to talk about it. Right? And I get you uncomfortable, but you got to speak up. Because your silence makes you on the side of people who are racist. Right? Like So this, this, the NBA did an outstanding job with that. I just really appreciate it. Spot on, bro. Um... Musically, bro, what you uh, what you been listening to? What you what you taking in right now? Ah, uh, uh, different things. Been listening to that Nas album. I really like it. Ultra King's Black, disease. Ultra Black. That's right. all. That's all. Man, shout out Hit Boy, bro. Hit Boy is yeah. He's getting. I mean, he he about to work with my boy. Uh, not even about to. They're working right now. Benny the Butcher out of um. Oh yeah, out of, out of Griselda. Yeah, that, um, that that's gonna be a shout, good shout out our fat brother Derek, who's a part of that team. Absolutely. Um. But Hit Boy is like getting the full go ahead to like design people's, not to produce people's and, albums start to finish. Not and I like think a single here, there. Like, that's because what he did with, with Nas was let me sit down and find your style and right. merge it with mine and see how I can bring it out of you. Right. Like, that's true collaboration. True collaboration. It absolutely. wasn't like that Kanye Nas album was just kind of like, I'm going to put Nas on some Kanye beats. And it was just like, no. Right. Like, this sounded like Nas. 
right, over some updated beats. Because a lot of times people don't like Nas beat selection. Yeah. So yeah. you have somebody that is great at making beats and tailored it to him. Like it's just great collaboration. I love great collaboration. Um, also listening Kings to um, good. Uh, that deep reference, Big Sean and Nipsey. I really, I've, I to this day, deep, I still oh, love deep reference. Yeah, I still yeah, love Detroit Two is dope. Man. The um the the Friday Night Cipher on there goes off. I haven't listened to that. Uh, but well, I, he that just got he got a, he got a um just a mix of all a whole bunch of Detroit rappers from um T Grizzly himself, Eminem got a verse on there. Royce the Five Nine, Sada Baby, Forty Two Doug, but that that go hard. Um, I like that album a lot. I just sometimes I battle with how much. I feel like it's a it's a very particular mood album for me. You know, um, what else? What else? I got in the rotation, bro. Right? Bro, I I got it. Popcorn under under dance hall tip. Popcorn dropped um his second project since signing with OVO, um fixed tape. That was a nice solid island vibe. So th- there's also something I've been listening to, and I gotta do this, bro, because I love this. What's that? <laughs> Oh, my, where, where we at, bro? What kind of? If you know, you know. Trying to throw some money. Trying to. Shit. It smells like backwards and dollar bills in here now. If you, if People, you know ladies it. and gentlemen, I don't even I don't even know what just took place. <laughs> this man done rolled a fat blunt of backwards. Yo. There's dollar bills falling from the sky. There's a G string on the chandelier. <laughs> L- listen, we was having Yo. this this professional, insightful conversation. This man with his PhD done broke into a hole. Man, I don't even know what just took place. Y'all so just got if crazy. You, if you if you know, you know, right? Um it's that, P that, Valley. That, that comes from P Valley, uh so called Mississippi Pride. Uh, and I guess we could talk about what we've been watching as well. Like, I really love that show. Yeah. Um, I, 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 like I started getting show. into it. It's good. It's amazing. It. They got renewed for a second season. So shout out to them. The music on that is dope. There's a couple of the songs we'll get into on another podcast. Um, yo, surprisingly, and I gave up on this this series, this well, this installment, whatever you want to call it. That new power book is actually good. And I, I hate Yo bro I used to hate Tyreek's character I still hate Tasha's character mm. But it took 75 years But Tyreek has finally Grown as a character He's finally mm. developed As a character And as an actual actor Right So I think it's It's, it's good I've been watching that And of course Lovecraft Country Lovecraft That's my joint man I'm, I'm up to date with that I'm very I'm very tuned in That is uh, That is solid that is very solid. I'm definitely, definitely a big fan of Lovecraft, and, and they, I, and they I have a podcast that. too. Oh, they do from HBO with two of the writers uh, break down each episode. What's the name of it? Uh, Lovecraft. Lovecraft. Yeah, Lovecraft. yeah, yeah. Right, I gotta HBO. check it out. Yeah, check it out. They, but I like, they do a I like the subtleness, right? Like they was how they put like Emmett Till in there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, I, yeah, I love yeah. the subtleness it's, and the reference. It's so deep. It's like sci-fi, but the the cultural elements there, the historical elements there, like. It's, it's it's dope. It's dope. It's it's definitely a dope view. It's, it's been holding me down because I haven't had a quality show that I've liked like this since uh, the last season of Snowfall, and unfortunately, Snowfall got um, pushed back. Push back because of because of COVID and filming. Yeah. So you know, probably shout out also to hard with them with filming the first season without John. Um, right. Without John Singleton too. Right. Shout out to Frat. Um, yeah. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. John and Singleton. everything he's just done for the black yep. culture. Yep. Yep. 
Uh, absolutely. Um, any announcements, bro? I know. I know we got a little little fellowship going on this weekend. We headed out of town. Yeah, that should be good. Nice you know, fishing trip. Going to Montauk. Yeah, little fishing That'll trip. Um, um, organizing a um, and damn, I'm, I'm glad I said this. Yes, I need to send it out. Uh, organi- actually organizing a, a thousand. It's called Thousand Women's March, focusing on uh, disparities black uh, black women face while pregnant. Okay. Right. So black women maternity. Uh, so that's for everybody because I really want the men to come out. Cause I really want to have a march, and it's just a bunch of men that surrounding women, just letting them know that they safe and protected. We gonna fight for them, right? Like that's Dope. coming up Sunday, October twenty fifth. Dope. Um, couple different things going on. Dope. Dope. What else you got going on? Uh, nothing really to announce right now. Not not not, not on my end. Well, I mean, we we kept y'all a little longer than we normally do, but yeah, we missed y'all. Too, man. We wanted to get back we into it, man. This, it felt we good. Each other, we missed y'all. This is our first time back in in, in months. So from the block to the boardroom podcast, man, it was great, and and now we back and we on and rocking on a reg- on a regular basis. Uh, Absolutely, Reverend Johnson, man. take us away with this hood scripture, man. I'm a I'm a and look, man. Normally I would uh, say it, write it off. This time, what I'm going to do is um, play it. Yeah, I'm just going to actually play it and tell uh, the people who it is too. Absolutely. So on our on our inaugural episode, uh, we have my boy um, Saquon on it. And he actually has an album called Split, but this is a, a song called Reflection off that album. Um, and I, I, I really, really like it, uh, especially the, the second verse. The second verse was going to be the um, the second verse was going to be the hood scripture. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to just while we're wrapping up, I'm going to just let the whole song play because he's our boy because uh, he's more so because he's family he's been on the podcast he supports it so I'm gonna just let that whole song play everybody else we want to thank you for tuning in yes. for joining shout out to you Trev Yo. my brother it's good seeing you man yo Jay for real man it's been a good while to be but, back. but we back absolutely Love. absolutely. so everybody we thank you um, thank you for tuning in and from the block to the ballroom let's get it
against the world and some pop shit. Pops was in my life, but he ain't live with me. A lot of times it was fucking with me mentally. Five days a week, couldn't see that nigga physically. Every weekend looking forward to his energy. Feeling like a lab rat, lived in the projects. Surrounded by a murder, thinking why I didn't die yet. Bullets don't got names and neither do the shooters. Say a shooter name and your family gonna lose you. I learned to stay afloat but never cutthroat. Took a few under the wing, showed them all the ropes. Any struggle when your life is temporary. Devil, show me what you got. I ain't never worried. Hi, I'ma fix a problem if I'm stressing. I learned through every trial, there's a lesson. Not at my best, but shit, I'm here. That's a blessing. Look in the mirror, damn proud of my reflection. Hi, I'ma fix a problem if I'm stressing. I learned through every trial, there's a lesson. Not at my best, but shit, I'm here. That's a blessing. Look in the mirror, damn proud of my reflection.